Happy Wednesday, everybody. It is September 1st. It's almost winter. Let's talk about it. How do we feel about it? Uh, my name is Mr. Adam X. I am your host. This is the Pursuit Podcast on the Out of Bounds Collective. I'm calling it the Out of Bounds Collective. And you guys will find out why this Friday we have a new website launching. Um, it's kind of a splash pad for all of us. We have new shows coming out. We, as in Jabber, Jabber's the mastermind behind all of this. Yeah, Out of Bounds Collective. This is the Pursuit. I'm your host of the Pursuit, Mr. Adam X. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Adam X. Slide in my DMs. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. September 1st, people. That is insane to me. September 1st. Where did summer go? I just got a new pair of skis. I got new boots. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm kind of switching away from Telemark and going back to Alpine. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I'm really just disappointed with the tech coming out of the Telemark world. So I'll still support it. I'll still buy new stuff when it comes down the line. But I want lighter gear. I want to do more mountaineering this year. I want to have crampons on more. So Justin over at Blizzard Skis always takes care of me. So thanks to you, Justin, at Blizzard. Uh, so I got some Tactical Boots. I got some Cochise 130s, which are insane. I got some Zero-G Pro Tours, which are, from my world, they're like, they they weigh nothing. They feel like I have Crocs on my feet. And if you guys know me, Crocs are where it's at. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. Ski season's coming. What do you guys think? What do you think about ski season? Again, I am Mr. Adam X. I am your host. I'm going to tell you guys that a lot because there still seems to be confusion. Fast forward through all this stuff. Let's get to my guest this week, uh, Jenny Verrochi. She is the co-founder of Wild Barn Coffee. Full disclosure, I am a Wild Barn Coffee ambassador. So I want everyone to know that. Full transparency. But this stuff is amazing. It is organic, fair trade coffee in a can. Cold, nitro cold brew in a can. Uh, shake hard, pour hard. This stuff is amazing. Most of you guys know I'm always in the van. So having something like this to have really good nitro brew that feels like it's coming from a tap, um, it's, it's pretty magical for me. So I love it. Jenny was amazing. Her story is amazing. All of my guests are amazing. I say that every week. Episode 26 with Jenny. I don't want to talk too much. It's already been three minutes. It's crazy. I could talk forever. Wild Barn, I love you. Jenny, you're amazing. Let's do it. Uh, I lied to you. Sorry. I'm not ready to do the episode, actually. Uh, I'm technologically impaired. I don't know what I'm doing. And Zoom kept booting and then coming back on and then saying recording in progress and then booting. So I left that in the beginning because it's funny and I want to shine light on. I'm sorry for all my guests who put up with me. So that's it. Uh, here's the episode. It's great. The audio is awesome. Jenny's amazing. Recording in progress. Uh -oh. I have no idea what's happening. Oh. Oh, there we go. Now there's two screens why of you. Is there two of me. Yeah. I promise. I, mean, I promise I'm a professional. This doesn't happen. No worries. Oh my gosh. What is happening? Why is there two of me? 
I don't know. It's kind of funny. That guy shouldn't be in there. <laughs> Who is this imposter? Recording stopped. Oh, there we go. Now it's just us, right? There's no other me? Yeah. Correct. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> oh, man. This is going great. This is going great. I'm here for it. No worries. I know, but... Got no meetings the rest of the day. Well, still, I don't want to waste everyone's time all day. Thanks, buddy. Okay, we should. I don't know. Zoom just quit on me, so uh, there's no reason for it. I didn't touch anything. Right. So, I think we're good now. I think so. Let's try again. When you're right. ready, I am ready. So, I'm ready. What do you want to know? <laughs> just introduce yourself. Tell everyone who you are, what you do, and then okay. you know we'll go from there. Okay. Awesome. Um. I am Jenny Varaki, co-founder of Wild Barn Coffee. So we make nitro, better for you, nitro cold brew in a can. Um, it's infused with superfoods, and we are placing ourselves in the outdoor community or the outdoor industry. Why is it better for you? So there's no <laughs> dairy and no sugar, and we infuse it with superfoods like goji berries, cacao nibs. Um, so it's extra antioxidants, extra protein, and they're just whole raw foods that are better for you than the average, you know, can of Joe with a ton of dairy and sugar and ingredients you don't know how to pronounce. Yeah, it's so I've had it, obviously, for full disclosure, I am a ambassador for Wild Barn. So I've clearly had it. It's like rocket fuel for your body, which is sometimes really great and sometimes really bad because I enjoy it. And I'm a coffee snob. So I enjoy like I just want to drink coffee sometimes and it's cold and in a can, which is extremely nice for me because I'm in the van and I have coolers and all my stuff. But long story long is I drink it at night because I want coffee and then I'm like on fire in the best way. But I'm like so alive that I don't know what to do with my life sometimes. Yeah, Adam, I don't know why you drink it at night. Love that about you. But we have listened to our consumers. Um, it is a lot of caffeine. So most pe a lot of people love that. Some people, it's too much. So we're switching um, this fall into eight-ounce cans. So slimmer, sleeker, little eight-ounce cans with two new flavors as well. How did you come up with – uh, back up. Do you have a background in coffee? Like how do you, how do you one day wake up and say, I'm going to start a coffee company? Yeah. So um, I have been in the coffee industry since I was seven years old. My parents own Red Barn Coffee Roasters, which originated in Massachusetts, and they started roasting coffee in the Red Barn in our backyard. Um, so I've always been a part of it, but my love and my passion is for the outdoors, you know, skiing, biking, everything out in the outdoors. So I wanted to be in that industry, um, but I have always known I'd wanted to, you know, start my own company. So this was just a way of meshing all of my passions together. I knew I know coffee is what I know best. The outdoors is what I love the most. So we kind of just can put all of that into a can. Um, my co-founder, Alyssa, does the design and packaging. So she's the one who drew up the that sweet little nudie Judy that's on the, the can. The can is a um, an outline of a naked girl skier, in case nobody knows what wild barn is um so together yeah together Alyssa and i are wild barn coffee my co-founder is my best friend um and she's a packaging genius do you ever find that hard working with your best friend or is it just very transparent 
Yeah, you know, it's one of our first, it's the first question, you know, most people ask. And I think it depends on your relationship. You know, Alyssa and I, I think the best thing in the world is to work with your best friend. I get to show up and every single day work is fun. It's hilarious. We go through a roller coaster of emotions probably every day. There's a lot of highs and a lot of lows. And I think it took us a while to kind of establish each other's roles in the company and how we work and how we work together. Um, but the key is to have good communication. So we talk through everything, you know, at the end of the day, our values align perfectly Our you know, um, we have the same missions going into this, but yeah, there's difficult conversations that come along, but they're always worth it to have. What is, you called her nudie Judy. That's like your mascot yeah. quote unquote. That's your logo. Yeah. That's the brand. Was it yeah. a conscious decision to make it female? Like, was there discussion to immediately, cause I hate to say it, but like it's a male run planet, unfortunately. But was it, uh, I guess, was it thought of originally like, hey, we're going to make this a female brand. We're going to have a female logo. Or did it like come to life a little later? Yeah. So actually, so I had already created, um, I was already canning my superfood cold brew recipe before Alyssa came on. And then when we did sit down together to design the packaging, this was probably four or five years ago, um, the original can was a naked male skier. And the reasoning behind that was, you know, even, I mean, the world has changed so much in the past three years, right? Um, but before that, we were a little bit nervous to have a female naked skier on the can just because we were scared of how consumers would take that. And then we launched with the man um, at first as Backcountry Nitro. And then immediately we're like, what are we doing? Why is there a man on the can? So we switched it to Judy Nudie and we have not looked back and there will never be <laughs> a naked man on the can so you never can that i don't think so okay yeah. it was so you did a kickstarter for this originally right yeah From we the- launched with the kickstarter um we raised thirty thousand, and we've kind of been riding that line ever since then and we're now just in our first round of funding you know friends and family um so you can expect to see a lot more of us soon so how does that not to get too deep into finances but how does that work do you have a storefront do you have a warehouse Are you canning your own stuff? Yeah, so we do not have a storefront. We go direct to retailers and online sales. We're trying to push our subscription. So cold brew delivered to your door on a monthly basis. Um, But this round of funding will go to new production. We're formulating our new flavors. Um, So formulating our own oat milk and everything. So the first round of funding um, that will go towards that. And then we'll pay for, you know, online advertisements and everything. So basically what you've seen from us um, has been Alyssa and I riding this company with absolutely no, no income sourcing this, you know, all of the, the PR and the marketing has been completely organic and word of mouth, which has been really great for us. But now we're ready to pump some money into some advertising and market spend. And how long have you been doing this? Three years. Three years. So three years. Yeah. Okay. I'm just doing the math in my head of like, I just like for listeners to hear because they see your company, they see you guys, they see your Instagrams. And like, these girls are killing it, which you are. But there's also the backstory of like, we're taking little to no money and we're busting our ass because we believe in this product and we know that in time it will be there. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to, you have to believe, you have to feel like it, you know, the success has already come to you or else what's the point of waking up 
and going to work every day without getting paid, you know, and then going to your night job. So yeah, there's a lot of faith and Alyssa and I are very confident and positive that our business will succeed. And we know that we're doing, making all the right steps to get there. Um, and it's, it's been a blast. How do you differentiate yourself from other cold brews? Yeah. Nitro so we, brews. Um, so on the surface level, you know, female founded, we have, we're not taking the coffee, you know, industry too seriously. We're trying to have fun and partner with all of the outdoor brands imaginable, right? So every adventure starts with coffee, ends with beer. So immediately that puts us into the outdoor category. Um, But then when you peel back the layers of our company, you know, we sustainably source our coffee. So we're using farms um, with solar power and canopy foresting. Um, And then it's fair trade, it's organic, and it's a better for you coffee. So we're also trying to, you know, help help other female founders, other female entrepreneurs. So the farms that we source from right now, there's one in Honduras called Cafe Solar. It's female owned and operated. Um, And then it goes to the bean, the green beans then go to Massachusetts to my parents' company, Red Barn Coffee Roasters, which is also female founded. Um, And then it goes to Alyssa and I. So by supporting Wild Barn, you're supporting, you know, three, three SKUs of female owned companies. So you guys don't roast your own. You send it over to your parents' roastery and they roast it and then ship it back. Uh, Yes. And then we make the superfood cold brew ourselves. Is there, is that a long-term goal? Like to own your own roaster and roast your own? Or that's not something that you let the other people do it, the other people being your family. But people you trust do it and you guys can focus on what you do really well. Right. Our goal is not to have a roaster. Um, We are just, you know, want to do what we do best, which is the marketing branding partnerships. Um, and just, yeah, really work on wild as a brand. What do you guys do every day? What's a <laughs> daily, that's the most blunt question ever, but what's a <laughs> daily life look like for work life? Not, you know, we'll get to your, a little personal life after we chat about this, but like, what is a day in the life of how big is your company as far as employees and then Alyssa and you, you show up at an office every day. What do you guys do every day? Adam, every day is so <laughs> different and so insane. I don't even know where to start. Um, but basically, let's say this. All right. So we've got this warehouse, this giant garage warehouse in the North Boulder Art District that we share with some other creatives, whether they're filmmakers, artists themselves. Um, so that's our co-working space. So a typical day is Alyssa and I meet up at the office. Um, we get out everything that happened in our personal lives because it is two best friends. So like we get out our personal stuff first and then we dive into the business and we basically just open our computers and look at all the little fires that we need to stomp out. (laughs) And then, you know, and then it's all of a sudden it's a a meeting with another founder or an investor. And then, you know, everything is really exciting because, you know, I'm at, some random stuff happens that's really good for us and then another phone call will come in and you know maybe our production's behind and it's really bad news and we have to figure out where to pivot from there so truly every day is extremely different um but basically it is just Alyssa and I it's been just the two of us for the last three years and now with this round of funding we're starting to grow our team so we're hiring some contract workers um we have an advisory board which is awesome now and we have an intern who is wonderful uh, but yeah, for the past three years, it's been the two of us. So we're just trying to figure everything out. You know, everything's figure outable. YouTube, your university, if there's not anything that we know, we just Google it. 
you're like my 15th guest to say YouTube University. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, by starting a company, I went to college for marketing and, you know, she went for design work, but the truly going, I feel like we both just went through grad school, you know, business school. Um, it's because the best way to learn is to just go do it. Yeah. And when it's like, it's your livelihood, you need it to survive. Yeah. So it changes. Like you either continue with it and like get it done and learn everything you can and go to YouTube university and like learn everything or it fails and you're working for someone else who did those things. Essentially they, they fought hard enough to get it, to get it right and to do it. Mm -hmm. What's your background prior to this? Like, did you have a hundred jobs? Did you work in an office and was like, never again? Were you always in the outdoor industry as being employed? Like what led you to this? Yeah, I've always, I've always had a hundred jobs. Um, I knew because my family were entrepreneurs and I saw how, you know, they created a business to fit their lifestyle um, because they're, you know, my dad would love to wake us up on a Tuesday morning for a powder day and drive to the mountain. And he could do that because he owned his own business. And so growing up, I knew that I wanted to live a similar lifestyle. Um, but my jobs have always been, you know, Gosh, I was a, a wrangler, so a horse, a horseback, a horse packing guide um, in New Hampshire. I took people out with mental and physical disabilities on kayaks. Um, I was a, you know, a horse guide out in California as well, bartender mostly, yoga teacher. Um, but these were all things to just support my lifestyle while I was trying to start a company. So I've really truly been trying to start wild, what is now Wild Barn Coffee, for the past six years. I've bought in food trucks. Um, I've, you know dabbled in a bunch of different industries, but everything that, you know, all of my jobs were in the outdoors. And so I've never not liked a job that I had. I've never not loved it. And Wild Barns has just exceeded my expectations. Although Alyssa and I have not paid ourselves yet, it is, it's such a, it's so rewarding coming into work every day and creating something, you know, from scratch that you absolutely love. I mean, Wild Barn is so completely, fully Alyssa and I, it's just, the brand is our personalities, you know, as it grows, do you think you'll have growing pains with more hands in the, in the pot necessarily? Um, So we actually just brought on one of the original marketing directors from Red Bull and she's going to help keep our, you know, company culture intact, but I don't believe so. All of our contract workers right now, you know, we have fully remote positions and we want everybody, you know, life comes first. Right. As long as your work gets done, life adventure that is always going to come first. And we want our employees to live that way as well. Do you fear that it being so female branded that it scares the male consumer away? No, I think that there need there needs to be a platform and a light shined on female entrepreneurs and female owned companies to inspire other females to launch their own company. Because, it, you know, it sounds overdone at this point, but truly you know, as a female in business, you have to fight a lot harder than the men do. You have to speak a little bit louder, um, make yourself known and to be taken more seriously. Um, and I think that men would love, why not support a female run company? And, you know, I, I, I don't think it's deterred any man away from buying a canical brew. I meant that with no, that was not a loaded question. It was a genuine question. Like, <laughs> I know, I know. 
Because I had had some of your coffee prior to like signing up or like asking to join to be an ambassador. And I was like, maybe they don't take males on. Like I genuinely yeah. like, I don't know. And like, I didn't care. I'll, I'll shoot my shot as far as like, Hey, this is who I am. I like your stuff. This is great. But I think it is a genuine question. And I just hope you didn't feel attacked by that. I just really meant like, I do believe, I hope and I feel that I stand on the female side of things, that this is a very, male driven world in all of the wrong ways but i think there are some men out there who are intimidated by that and for lack of a better term fuck them but <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just I, I don't know i'm over talking because i'm like oh no i don't hope i didn't offend no, her no, so. not a, no not at all i think you know for as far as a company we have no problem hiring um men it's whoever can loves their job and can do their job the best right but organically we have attracted other females to work for us. I think it's because it's a comforting, welcoming environment for them. So everyone who is on board with us right now has actually found us instead of us looking for um, for these positions or these roles, which is kind of interesting. And we didn't know that it would just be this, um, you know, a larger female following. It's just something that just kind of happens. Yeah, that's amazing. That's what you that's what you hope happens. Absolutely. What is next for Wild Barn? Like, where do you see Wild Barn in five years? Um, we would love to be, you know, a worldwide brand and a staple in everybody's fridge is Wild Barn. So new flavors, you know, we would just want to be a company that's welcoming and inclusive for everybody and all. And, you know, use our platform, our business platform as you know, a way to to do good. So we want to give back to the environment. We want to help other female entrepreneurs succeed. Um, so yeah, that's where we see ourselves. You went to OR this year. Was that your first OR experience? It was not. So we've attended um, quite a few before, but this one was big for us because it's the first time that a larger outdoor brand has bought our product to give away for free. So normally it's been us kind of scrapping along with our friends' brands, like, you know, Strafe Outerwear has been amazing, Weston Backcountry. Um, they let us partner up with them, haul us up boards, and we usually just have a little mini keg and we're pouring samples. But this year we were able to get the cans out and that was huge for us. Was it weird being COVID? This is not a business question. This is just a. So I was actually, unfortunately, not there. So Alyssa was there. But I think that it was great this year because of a lot of the larger brands stepped away. So the big ones weren't really there. So it was a lot of the smaller brands were able to get a light shined on them. And so it was a lot more, um, you know, low key networking with people that, you know, really really cared and it was a lot of founders who were there so i think it was a really cool event this year that's a good take on it because that's not the take that i got from a lot of people because okay. well they they looked at it in a different light as far as it wasn't that great a lot of the big brands dropped out so it was like <laughs> this weirder thing and then hearing your opinion is like hey all these giant monsters dropped out so it was amazing because we got to shed light on like all these great small brands that also create a giant outdoor industry. Totally. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting hot take. I really like that. Mm -hmm. You talked about the brands, uh, strafe Weston. Are you, I, you know, I creep everyone's Instagram before I get on. Are you a sponsored skier? Or do you just have partnerships with them? 
you clearly grew I, up skiing. Talk about that a little bit. So I am not a sponsored skier. Um, I am a leisure athlete. I would I would call myself. Um, I am partners with a lot of these brands. I'm an ambassador for Onyx Backcountry and Steo and Weston. Um, but more so because I think I am a leisure athlete. I'm not professional, but I'm an, I'm an entrepreneur in the outdoor world. So I think that they're trying to shine some light on, you know, um, entrepreneurs in these small mountain town communities and how they're helping contribute. Um, but yes, yeah, skiing or snowboarding, I'm a splitboarder is probably my favorite thing in the world to do splitboarding, mountain biking. Um, so I have a lot of fun doing it. And it's fun to incorporate those brands in with our, our brand. I'm just thinking about splitboarding and how do are you a hard boot splitboarder or yeah, a soft boot? What's that? I'm I'm a soft, I'm a soft boot slipboarder. Okay. Uh, I would love to get some hard boots. I would actually love to transition into backcountry skiing as well, but maybe this is the year, but you know what I mean? When you, you know, something I was so lucky, but I have a Weston slipboard. I freaking love it. And out West is I grew up skiing on the East coast. Um, and so I think that that's what transitioned me from skiing to snowboarding is because it is very icy out there. So you tend to get bored quickly with, I got bored quickly with skiing. So snowboarding back when it was still like the re rebellious thing to do. I'm like, hi, dad, I'm switching. To I'm buying a snowboard. <laughs> um, and then when I moved out west, I had to relearn how to snowboard because now we're snowboarding in powder. Um, but I would let transitioning in the backcountry can be a, a bit difficult when you're trying to keep up with all your skiing buddies. So I get I'm getting honestly, I'm getting frustrated with myself. Um, so perhaps some skis will be in the future. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm the, I grew up snowboarding switched to skiing and now i'm like you know i could get a split board but i'm really thinking about the drift boards i don't know if you've seen those they're like they're just like approach skis because i think that would save a ton on transition time yeah it's just the yeah it's just the traverses and stuff that i'm i'm, I'm quick to transition and also shout out to us back country love transition the board is really easy um but it's the traversing on the split board so right once you're already once it's already a board i just the scooch leg man it kills me yeah snowboarding is like the greatest thing on the planet but also can be the worst thing on the planet like exactly. skiing in the backcountry just makes more sense and that's a hot take and people can be mad at me but it's true snowboarding on powder is the coolest thing on the planet i will never argue that skiing on powder is amazing snowboarding on powder is the coolest thing on the planet thanks for saying that adam i totally agree bring back the snowboard culture man why is there such a negative connotation still around it? i think it, i think this is again i'm just gonna give my hot takes all day but yeah. i think it's just because there's if you're a bad snowboarder it's bad like you just destroy the hill and like it's one edge and you just falling leaf down and that trashes the hill right like a hundred percent there's no getting out of that like Right. So for an old school skier who's just in their own planet, that's what they see. They don't see like the new school snowboarding. That is what it is. And I think snowboarding got very members only for a while. And I think that's changing. Yeah. But I think it went through like, we're cool, we're rebellious. And then it went very members only. And now it's coming back to like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. I mean, am I wrong on that? No, no. I feel you. I guess just come, you know, you always get a little bitter. I'm like, well, what about the, the skiers who are doing pizza? 
the whole time. Yeah, but I think arguably skiers doing pizza doesn't trash the hill. And I'm a snowboarder. Like I, I love snowboarding. Like I relate as a snowboarder just as much as a skier. But I think the learning process of snowboarding is more damaging, quote unquote, to a ski hill or a mountain than the learning process of skiing. Like a pizza down the hill is doesn't like completely chunk up the hill. You're right, Adam. Oh, Adam, I do want to tell you, I don't know if you have been following us for long enough, but um, we did put on the largest female, the largest ever all female naked ski lap. I was just going to ask you about that. And now you made yeah. me like a bad interviewer. No. Um, <laughs> so you did it at Bluebird Backcountry, right? Yep. Yep. Um, I did do my research. First, let's talk about Bluebird Backcountry because I see they did a Kickstarter as well. And you've clearly been there and work with them so explain kind of i mean not like you know all of it but like what it is the concept of it and then we'll go into what the event that you guys did there sure so bluebird backcountry i believe is one of the first ever um backcountry ski resorts meaning there's no lifts it's avalanche regulated so there is ski patrol out there um but yeah there's no lift so it's 100 percent uphill which is awesome um and my standpoint on it is it provides a safe um, a safe atmosphere for those who are getting into the backcountry and especially out west, especially in Colorado where avalanches are so so brutal. Um, it provides a safe space. And yeah, I just think that they're they're amazing, you know. Is it good? Like I'm so confused by it. Cause like to me, and I guess it's East Coast mentality. Right. Like when we ski backcountry, we have there's spots everywhere, but like we have trees everywhere. So it has to be gladed and it's probably, if it's not blown up, it's illegally gladed. So like we hold those, like, like they're like our babies. Like we don't tell anybody where they are. We don't tell. So to make like this, to like purposefully blow up this backcountry spot, is the skiing still good or snowboarding, whatever, riding, whatever we want to call it? It is. So it's on private land. And I think that the difference between it is the people who are really getting out there in the backcountry and who have their avalanche courses, um, the airy ones, twos, you know, threes, they're out in the backcountry, right? You don't need to worry about it. But everybody who's not had an avalanche course yet, or people who are just getting into the backcountry, it provides a safe space for them. So I think that is the attraction to it. Um, the skiing is really good, but as a a little bit more of an experienced backcountry rider, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't be going to Bluebird Backcountry a lot, but it's great for events um, and it's great for being friend, bringing friends who are not experienced in the backcountry. Like for me, I was able to bring Alyssa, my, my co-founder, to Bluebird and she had never done backcountry before. So she was able to rent gear and to see her be out in what is my element where I am the happiest person in the world to see her light up and be so excited about something she probably would be too intimidated to do outside of a resort was the coolest thing in the world, you know? And so now she's got this itch to get her Abby course and to get out there with us. So I think it, it holds us to a different purpose. So what was the event that you guys ran and why, why did you choose there? So we did an all female naked ski lap. Um, the reason for the naked ski lap one is naked skiing is such a part of the ski culture. Um, but normally it's a lot of men and it's on a resort, a ski resort. Right. So 
women are a little bit more intimidated, you know, as we should be to strip down in front of men, you know, you have to take your ski boots off, et cetera. So it's just very male dominated, but at the same time, how fun, I don't know if you've ever done it, but being naked is just truly full frontal freedom. It's a blast. Um, so everyone should be able to experience it. So wild barn and bluebird backcountry, we teamed up and um, we did it at the very end of the day. So basically you show up, it was, we had like a week to plan. This was very last minute. It was kind of just like, well, you know, we've got a naked skier on the can. Let's just represent this culture. Um, and so we were texting with Blue River Backcountry. They're like, sure, like this is our closing week. So I texted a few of my girlfriends that got out. Um, and then the day of the event, you could show up and on the little chalkboard at in front, it said, you know, private female event at 4 p.m. ask asked to join. And so it was at the end of the day, everyone had done their last run. And all of a sudden this group of 22 women appeared and we gathered at the bottom. Um, so nobody else was on the mountain. It was just all females. And because it is avalanche regulated, you know, you know, we knew it was safe. So all 22 of us skinned up, dropped trow, and we got to all ski naked together and it was so much fun it was just a blast to like turn around and to see all of these naked women every different body type you know we had women from early 20s to late 60s who joined this um and it was just a really liberating feeling how did you keep it a secret how did you not have thousands of dudes showing up to be dudes yeah. So one um, was a, it helped to be at Bluebird Backcountry because it wasn't a normal ski resort. We could not do this at Vale or Aspen or Steamboat. It's not what we wanted to. Um, so nobody knew about it because we didn't advertise. It was all just undercover via text message. Um, and all of the men, were, nobody else was on the mountain. Everybody was already down at the fire. You know, no one knew what was going on. And that was what was cool, too, about, the, you know, the staffs. Like some of the men knew, but they were really quiet. They made it about us. It was it was our day. Nobody was like, you know, hooting and hollering and there were no cat calls. Everyone kind of just like let the ladies shine. And it was an awesome event. And I think that that was our first annual. So next year I'm hoping to have a hundred plus women. How will it'll you? Be event. It'll be what? I'm sorry. A sponsored event. Okay. So we want to get in other, you know, ski, female ski brands out there. How will you make it bigger without blowing up your spot? Because I think this time we'll have, you know, at least over a month to prepare. We'll know the closing date. We'll send out text messages. We'll do an email blast. Um, we'll partnering with other female founded ski companies. You know, we can write messages to all their ambassadors. So, you know, keep an eye, your ears out. <laughs> for, for well, this I'm year. not invited, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I'm not welcome. It's I'm going to okay. have my own dude mile. Yeah, yeah. Dude r ride. Why? <laughs> That's the simplest question in the world is why? Yeah, I guess why not? Um, I think like, what, you know, why do the men always get to have all of the fun and we just feel so intimidated out there? I think the reason why is Wild Barn wanted to provide a safe, a safe space, a safe platform, and we can do everything that the men can do. And if it's going to be starting, you know, in a, an area that the women do feel safe, um, we're, we're here for it. That's amazing. Have you ever skied naked, Adam? I have not. Um, Is this going to inspire you for some spring skiing? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm not against it, but I don't have like, it's not on my list. 
Like if I was somewhere and an event was happening that I was invited to, to go and do it, maybe I would, but it's not, I can't be trusted. Like I'd be, I would be like covered in like brush burns because I can't shut it off. Like I wouldn't be like, I'd like, I'd be like, I don't have the wherewithal to be like, I'm skiing naked. Don't fall. I'd be like, oh, there's something stupid I can hit. And then I'd be like scraping across the snow. Totally. Yeah, it was a cold day. And yeah, I just yeah, I couldn't do it. I could do it, but I I would end up injured. Not in a fun way. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you extra coffee if you do it, Adam. I mean You can't bribe me with coffee. I'm not for sale. <laughs> also very hard. Well, it's not that hard on the East Coast, but it would be hard at any resort on the East Coast. Because you just go to like a giant parking lot. Like there's nowhere to hide. When you guys got down, where did you go? Did you just kind of like scurry off to the side? Yeah. So the cool thing about Bluebird Backcountry is they've got little warming tents and fire pits everywhere. Um, so we came right down to a fire pit and it was lovely. And again, nobody was nobody was there. It's, it's different than a, a ski resort. So we were still in the backcountry. That's amazing. What does Jenny do for fun all summer besides work all the time? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to separate. I know. Gosh, I feel like we're always working. Um, I love to mountain bike. Mountain biking. I recently got into the last, you know, three years and it's just become, it's taken over my life. It's become a new obsession. So I love to do that. And we do a lot of river trips. So whitewater river, river trips have been fun and kind of just getting excited, you know, biking and getting excited for the ski season. What is your home resort? Where are you? You're in I'm Boulder. Boulder. Um, so my home resort, I guess you could say, is Eldora, but I spend a lot of my time in Aspen. And then the past two years, I've only done backcountry. Oh, you're one of those types. Those are my favorites. Just an, just an uphill gal, you know? And I, I would want to say that because of my athletic ability, but truly it was just the past two years I couldn't afford a ski pass, so I had no choice but to just go <laughs> uphill. And I love it now. I love uphill because I can do it every day. I can't yeah. ski a resort any, every day. My body can't handle it. Like I'm fortunate. I'm in shape. I'm okay. But like, I can't take the abuse. So backcountry, I get to like walk, enjoy all of these things, take it in and still get that satisfaction of going down a mountain. Yep. Yeah. It's really fun. I love going uphill. I sadly do. I haven't hit the, the mountain biking bug yet. Like I really enjoy it, Mm -hmm. but it's not skiing. That's all I think. Like when I'm doing it, it's not skiing. Yeah. It took me a while to get over the uphill on the mountain bike that I, I mean, I'm like, why does anybody do this? I hate that. I think I kept repeating like, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this (laughs) (laughs) on my way uphill. But now, now then all of a sudden you get in shape and downhill. You can't, it's, it feels like skiing. It's truly so fun. I'm so bad. I think it's just because I'm bad at it. I don't have like the flow that I should have. You got to go with some friends. I'm sure you have pals. Go with Benny Mikes. Yeah, (laughs) Benny Mikes. He's in Vermont. I'm going up there on Wednesday. So maybe I'll, or he's in Placid area, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's Placid. Oh yeah, I forgot you know Benny Mikes. We talked about this. For anyone who doesn't know who Benny Mikes is, he's on, I think he's episode 13 of The Pursuit, but He's a whitewater canoeer, which is insane to me. And I'll never get over that because anyone who wants to ride a canoe down rapids is an insane human. And he just like shrugs his shoulders at it like it's normal. I remember when he the first time he did that in college, I just 
didn't even know what to think about it. I don't know. I still don't. I'm still like, like I can't even sit in like a calm lake on a canoe without like thinking I'm going to capsize. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? No, you're so right. White water is intimidating as heck. It's so bad. The canoe, like a kayak, I understand. A canoe is like, and he just doesn't care. I would be telling everyone that I'm like a badass whitewater canoeer. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> is this, this is all you do is coffee right now. There is no, are you working? Are you, I mean, I know you're working, but like. No, I used to, honestly, so I used to bartend at night and teach yoga. Um, but ever since the pandemic, I was able to take a step back because well, I couldn't go to work. Um, the restaurant shut down and the yoga studio shut down. So I took a step back from that, which was honestly a blessing in disguise. So I could focus on Wild Barn full time. So it's been full time since 2020. That's amazing. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, where can people follow Wild Barn? Where can people follow you? Where can people follow your business partner? What is the website? Yeah. So all points of contact lead back to myself and Alyssa. Um, but wildbarncoffee.com is where you can purchase coffee. And, you know, at this moment, it is still Alyssa and I packaging ourselves. So if you order, Alyssa and I will write you a personalized note. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so you can order online and then follow us on Instagram, wildbarncoffee. It's truly a fun page to follow. And then you get to see more Adam content because he is one of our ambassadors, which has been great. No one wants to see any more of my content. I promise you that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I have a podcast this week. Oh, here's this. Here's this. People want less of me, more of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to talk about? No, I, I feel like we covered a lot. So that was great. I heard a lot. Podcasts are weird. You just, it, an hour goes by and I feel like I've just talked about myself for an hour. It's, it's embarrassing. So I think we've covered more than enough. No, Thank it's you so amazing. Much. You were, you were great. You can talk and you can tell stories and you can sell your brand. And that's what we want to do here. So thanks, Adam. Thank you, you so much. It. I tried. Yeah. I tried other than our technical difficulties in the beginning. It's hot out. It's um, yeah. Or it's whatever. Wow. What'd you guys think of that? Episode 26 of the pursuit on the Autobahns Collective with Jenny from Wild Barn. Uh, follow at Wild Barn Coffee. Follow Jenny at Jenny Girl. I think it's Jenny Girl. Yep, that is correct. And there are one, two, three, four N's in Jenny. Jenny Girl. Follow Jenny Girl. Follow at Wild Barn Coffee. Follow at Mr. NMX. Follow at Out of Podcast. Like, share, subscribe, leave a review. Next week, I have the Mernovator. I'm really excited about it. She, oh, I can't wait to share that episode with you guys. Uh, episode 27, again, is the Mernovator. Stay tuned. Everything's rules. You guys rule. Peace.